We find ourselves on Mount Carmel now. And this mountain has significance, as we heard in our first reading, because of the Old Testament, because of the prophet Elijah. Of course, in these mountains that we've been to, they're mountainous ranges, and so Mount Carmel extends a bit further. And so on another location is the site of Elijah's cave, where another church is built. And here we are on this section of the mountain where Elijah gathered and, uh, with the prophets of Baal and offered his sacrifice to God. Now, that wasn't the first reading that we heard. We heard a different reading. So, in the life of Elijah, the two readings that we could have heard, the second, I'll just recount. But, of course, in our first one, it seems that Elijah was having a bad day, and all he needed was to get a little sleep and to have some food, to get up and eat. And then we hear that very beautiful, almost poetic uh, lines about silence. And we'll focus on that in a moment. But the other significance of this place, this mountain, in regard to Elijah, is the fact that there were these prophets, false prophets of Baal, And so they were offering their bulls to their foreign god, and Elijah challenged them. Much like St. Paul. St. Paul, when he went uh, to the Decapolis, he uh, was talking to the people there, and he saw there an altar to an unknown god, and he told them, well, that altar to the unknown god is the god of Jesus Christ. And in some ways, maybe Elijah is a little similar to that, that he wants to introduce the prophets of Baal to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, that he wants them to know the true God and to know who he is and how to encounter him. And so the prophets of Baal are challenged by Elijah He tells them, well, why don't you try to offer your sacrifices and ask your God to consume your sacrifice by fire? And so there they are, the prophets of Baal. They're jumping around their altars, dancing for hours on end. And Elijah says to them, well, come on, is your God sleeping? Why isn't he listening to you? And so then it comes to the point that Elijah calls down the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And as he invokes his God, the true God, the God in whom the Jewish people believe that we believe in, well, then fire fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and everything around it. And they cried out, the Lord is God. And they came to know who God was and is and came to worship him. Perhaps our two readings, that we, the one we could have heard that I just recounted, both of them, I think, tell us about how we can encounter God and see his power manifested in our life. For the first reading, it says this, and maybe just to repeat it because it's a a good reminder. Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And then the Lord himself went by. There came a mighty wind so strong it tore mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. 
And after the wind came an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came the sound of a gentle breeze. And when Elijah heard this, he covered his face with his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And so really it was in the whisper of the breeze, in the silence, that he was able to encounter God. And so sometimes in our own life, God manifests his power through silence. And maybe there are those days that we are like Elijah, where we're tired and crabby and grumpy and nothing can go right. And all we need is that good night's sleep and then to have a nice meal. And then with that restored, that we're able to hear and to listen to that gentleness that God speaks to us. So God reveals himself maybe in a powerful way as he reveals his power in a very quiet way. But then there are the other times in our life that maybe like Elijah, as he encounters the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as fires coming down from heaven, consuming the offering, well, maybe God gets our attention in that way as well, in the major way that he intervenes and makes his voice really clearly known to us. And now for the second time on our pilgrimage, we've heard the gospel of the transfiguration. And Elijah was there. So now we've been on two mountains where Elijah has been, Carmel and on Mount Tabor. But there again, the apostles, as they're there, they have an encounter with God in the person of Jesus as he's dazzling white, as his glory is manifested. But then they also encounter the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. As God speaks, this is my beloved son, listen to him. For the apostles, they had the power of God revealed in a very uh, magnificent way. The prophets of Baal came to witness God in a magnificent way. And even in silence, we encounter God in a magnificent way. Today, and in these days in the Holy Land and every day of our life, Elijah invites us, as he was told, to find God, to be aware of God's presence in all the different places that we might encounter him. We hope that as the Lord was with Elijah, as he was present to him, that the Lord's presence will always remain with us.